0: When some people are tossing their high strangeness salads, they go for Skinwalker Blue Cheese, Skinwalker Balsamic Vinaigrette, or even Skinwalker Caesar. But Steve and Joey, they know that only one secret sauce will satiate their paranormal cravings. They're hungry for Skinwalker Ranch. Today, they're chowing down on a feta cheese infused Greek salad, chock full of pneumonia ridden cow lung pus. Linda Moulton Howe's removed lip skin from her facial plastic surgery. And a UFO death ray, all with the side of season one, episode seven of *The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch* surveillance. I have been knighted surveillance, for <laughs> sticking my little camera through the uh, ceiling of the uh, girls' locker room, just like
1: in uh, man, not the locker room, right.
0: just like in *Revenge of the Nerds*, you know, like, yeah. uh, dressing that, uh, that character's uh, not. Sure. You know, <laughs> <up the> <laughs>
1: You know, dried phlegm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, one of the one of the nerds. Revenge of the Nerds was uh, the dog from uh, <laughs> uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Snots.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the cat, but I sure am liking it.
0: He was chasing beaver just like he chased squirrels in the. Oh yeah, in the Christmas movie, there
1: everyone gets a taste.
0: I'd always hoped uh, when I <laughs> I'm like some creepy, like Travis Taylor's cousin or something. Yeah, that, like I always hope that uh, the scene when uh, you know the little girl uh, that's uh, Randy Quaid's daughter is uh, thinking about Christmas in the middle of the night. I've always thought that scene should go differently when Chevy Chase comes down there all you
1: know? and yeah, when he's got a, a poking a kimbo. Right.
0: When he, when it is crazy because he's getting a fucking huge hard on by looking out the fantasy window at his summertime. We're party.
1: assuming it's huge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that you're gonna correct me for appropriateness. Well, assuming it's huge. Okay? Yeah, you know,
1: I mean, it's there for right. sure.
0: I mean, Joey Chase is a tall guy. Who knows? But yeah, uh, you never know. Some guys that are—it's such a strange paradox or duplicity, I should say—is that uh, guys with both huge penises or small penises tend to have the same level of bravado, but they're motivated or, by very different. That's
1: a big the uh, BDE baby exactly. Uh, big,
0: big dog, black snot, energy
1: uh, Burgers at Denny's every day <laughs>
0: <laughs> Now that's a movie I can get into <laughs> uh, Welcome to Hungry Foreskin Walker Ranch On a Monday night No twitch.tv slash Aliens tonight uh, Steve is a little under the weather And did not want to, thankfully Share that with me as I go on a trip Yeah, My <clears> lovely <throat> wife across the country to a wedding where they're, understandably, very, very COVID-afraid. Uh,
1: Loose rules.
0: I'm a COVID-fearing <laughs> man, <you> know? Yeah. <laughs> I pray to, pray to COVID every day. <laughs> um,
1: I'm COVID. But, I'm codependent. I'm co-everything. <laughs> Co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, it's uh, it's Monday night. You're still getting a, a classic, normal episode. Uh, if you like our nonsense here, then support the show at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens where you get two exclusive podcasts every month for only $5 a month or more. One of them is Probing Deeper, where you probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of subjects related to things that we like, but also to the world of the paranormal, high strangeness, uh, the ancient astronaut theorists, other content from uh, ancient aliens, and uh, sometimes just fun stuff, uh, holiday stuff like Ernest Scared Stupid, Ernest Saves Christmas, and uh, other Ernest and uh, saves
1: and enters and engages right. with.
0: <laughs> Goes to. Uh, and then uh, the other podcast is uh, Adventurous Ghosts, our Ghost Adventures podcast that has a similar formula to Probing Ancient Aliens. Uh, kind of a similar, po- I mean, similar in the sense that we cover every episode in order to Hungry Foreskin Walker Ranch. Um, but uh, for the Travel Channel's mega popular Ghost Adventures. Let me tell you, as a quick side note, the brand new season of Ghost Adventures is. Uh, you know i watch it cuz i love it but uh only this latest episode out of out of 3 i think so far actually felt like a not even great but just a solid normal ghost adventures episode which is saying something cuz the first couple were very very evidenceless and just a lot of acting uh by yeah. megans a lot of emotional responses to them <laughs> so um not uh not the greatest uh make sure and head over to blackhole dot com to get your probing ancient aliens merchandise disc golf discs disc golf apparel uh and uh, uh also hungry Forskin walker ranch uh t-shirts and apparel and uh, accessories up there as well too so with the the new logo of the show
1: yeah we uh, need to uh, work on the font a wee bit but the shirt's yeah. there if you like.
0: it's a little it's a little small we need to finalize the font but Tough to read on like the um, the podcatcher apps and stuff. You can see us and everything, but you can't you can't tell what's going on other than a bottle of ranch exploding, um, which is the point. But um... <laughs> yeah, the, the hit is there. But yeah, you know. <laughs> whatever. One expects from the show. Yeah. <laughs> Patuie, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, cat hair stuck on my tongue it was driving me nuts. Um we have a little segment here called reaching for the
1: stars looking at the stupid story I'm about to
0: post. Oh, uh, where we ask you the little prolapsed or nots out there to go to Apple podcasts, go to Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. Give us a five star rating and we will read it on, uh, sorry, review us in the comments of that rating and we'll read it on the air and give you a shout out. Just like nobody did. Nobody did this week. Uh, See. nobody sounds like a Dr. Seuss character or something. Um, but, uh, yeah, please uh, give us five-star ratings. Uh, it only takes a few seconds. Even if you don't want to leave a review, the ratings help. It, uh, apparently, that's the biggest part of the uh, podcatcher algorithm is when people rate and review favorably those podcasts. When there's a lot of activity in those reviews, we get bumped up in searches and all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, nobody knows the full reach of the mysterious uh, god Algo and his rhythms, but um, it does help quite a bit. And uh, I think we've gotten like what almost 300 now or something like that, which is
1: pretty uh, awesome. the reviews. I believe so. Yeah, we're pretty close. Yeah, for our for our. Wait, did we leadership. check Castbox? I think I looked the other day, but didn't see. I anything. did not. I
0: keep forgetting to check Castbox now too. Let's
1: so. see. I um, don't. Yeah, Charlie three
0: nine. Okay, cool. Um, in the news, I don't know if you have any news, Steve. Sure. Uh,
1: uh, no. I mean, yeah, I don't think. Oh, well, we're watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. Oh, okay. uh,
0: that's
1: more of a in, how you do it, Steve, how you do it, No, 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 but let me get to Well, oh, just okay. more of a call-out that the guy in season seven actually says, I believe in aliens, not God. Okay. I believe in ancient aliens. I, what if aliens were here and humans described them as spaceships and dragons and all this stuff?
0: <laughs> what if aliens were here and humans described them as spaceships?
1: Well, sorry, I, they're <laughs> yeah. spaceships as whatever, but... Um, Fuck you. Fuck you. I Um, hate you. So yeah. Anyways, that's the closest news I've got. That
0: is a funny story that you just put on Instagram. Check it out over at Instagram.com. No, Instagram. Sorry. At Probing ancient Aliens on Instagram, of course. Yeah. News for me, not really news in the world, but since we're big Hellier fans on this show, I mean, secondary news. Went over to Modern Times uh, yesterday afternoon with uh, Old Gaylor, my mom and stepdaddy and uh, uh, was gotten a real big conversation all about uh, high strangeness, starting with the Mothman and Hellyer and Kentucky and the Mammoth Cave system and all that stuff, because uh, I had one of my Mothman hoodies on. And so my mom was asking, Mm. where are you going on your trip? Uh, coming up so after the wedding in dc we're driving to as i've said on the show before driving through the appalachian mountains for s- about six hours which will be cool in and of itself and then um uh spending the night in point pleasant west virginia home of the mothman sightings <laughs> and the silver bridge collapse and then driving up to columbus for a few nights at the schmugg hotel so uh but anyway that led to she was like what's the mothman in that you know you know me it led to a whole fucking oh uh, yeah Open things. It, it was cool though because <laughs> she, uh, uh, she wanted. She was intrigued by Hellier, so I like screenshot because Am- it's back on Amazon Prime Video, which is nice. They took it off for like a year or something. Oh, Wow! And uh, so both seasons are on there, and uh, screenshot them for her so that uh, she would know what to search for and all that stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I also told her like you're, the the easiest way in because she is a mom of that generation that is uh, horny for Richard Gear. Mm. He was uh, you know a heartthrob. Uh, I guess a clint throb too, huh? But um, he uh, he stars in the Mothman Prophecies, which is a great right. entry point into the world of high strangeness versus just like a ghost movie or something too. So. Which uh, <clears throat> Childress even called
1: out when we saw him in person that he helped yes. send uh, oh, magazine yeah. or literature or did something it was was uh, It was a lot about tied. rodent
0: uh, research and uh, yeah. survivability <laughs> of rodents and extreme environments.
1: Yeah, and how <laughs> to best lubricate rodents.
0: Uh, he, he, uh, checked out a book called, uh, can, can gerbils survive in plastic bags filled with Vaseline? Uh, I thought it was pretty uh, specific and it, well, you know, I guess that is paranormal, just not in the way that, uh, you know, me and my brother were running the store.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. odd, normal, <laughs> <laughs> kind of wild, terrible.
0: uh, yeah. but the news, news, being, the,
1: uh, <laughs> oh, I was going to say the other magazine, what if it rips? <laughs> <laughs> And how do you know, a, get through various very,
0: very popular uh, homoerotic yeah. magazine? It's <laughs> bi-monthly, it's very high quality. over quantity. Oh, it's bi-monthly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can get a, a, a reduced price on the subscription to bi-monthly if you subscribe to yeah. Rips <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> for only a few.
1: <laughs> no, I
0: can't keep going. Um, no, the news was though is that uh, I finished watching the. Uh, I finished watching the season one commentary on the episodes for the Hellier Blu-ray D- uh, blue. Yeah, it is a Blu-ray DVD, whatever, but the Blu-ray and I watched season two. Finally, I was, I would kind of like have it on while I was like uh, making pizza dough or prepping dinner or things like that. And uh, so listen to all the commentaries. They didn't have commentary on every episode of season two it was like half of them. But anyway, on the last, I think on episode 10 out of 10 of that season, um, They were talking about how they were recording it remotely during COVID, which was interesting because I thought it was before that, but um, talked about, so I don't know if you remember Steve, but the dude that... I remember me. Yeah, (laughs) Do you remember Steve? (laughs) Um, Sounds like a fucking A24 movie. Do you remember? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I remember me. Um, <laughs> that's the tagline. It's just you saying.
1: <laughs> what if it rips? I remember me. <laughs> <laughs> what if it rips?
0: <laughs> but it like could like be farts. To, it could like be what to expect when you're expecting. But it's just right, right, right. Like
1: <laughs> Various things that could rip. It could be even like, you know, shredding a guitar. Dude, that dude rips. And
0: it's just Richard (laughs) Deere's face with like a Mamma Mia expression, like where he's got his hands on his cheeks, like, oh, like the Home Alone scream. Um,
1: And the dancing hamsters from like the 90s or whatever. (laughs) Uh,
0: But yeah, so they mentioned um, when, uh, I guess it wasn't the last episode, whatever. I'm making a short story very long. The episode where um, they're talking, they're in Somerset, Kentucky, and they're talking to the guy that is in like kind of a band looking room. There's like musical instruments and stuff. And he's like, he's going on and he's like, he's like, I have a friend whose wife, you know, fucking saw. And he was like, cur- like cursing the whole time. Like, I love that guy. He, he was like her, her, her wall started like vibrant, like, whoa, 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 like and, and then her fucking thermostat was moving fucking around her wall, like crazy. And then it just stopped. And then six months later it happened again. And then like, whatever he was like telling all these weird stories. Cause he's lived in Somerset his whole life. He's, close friends with the the big dude that runs like the somerset museum and that was the guy that was telling the "The hell your crew he was like alluding to that there was like cult activity and lots of crazy murders and child abductions and stuff around there Mm. Uh, so anyway when when he was on screen and greg and carl pfeiffer were doing the commentary they (laughs) mentioned that that dude had a podcast all about, like, that he had just launched at the time, so it was, like, like later 2020, they must have been recording this, Mm -hmm. and, uh, has a podcast called Penny Royal, and it's, it's, like, basically, if you want to listen, if you, if you're hungry for Hellier content, but since season three isn't out yet, or their other documentaries aren't out yet, this is basically, like, uh, it's probably, like, 30 episodes, I think, there's, like, two or three seasons of it, and it's called Penny Royal, and Hmm. it's, um, it is, it is him and he, it's like a documentary. He's going around and interviewing people and all this stuff. And then he has a, a through line in each episode, but it's all about that area of Kentucky and the mammoth cave systems and the huge courts deposit. It's, you know, the biggest quartz deposit. They're sitting on top of it right there in Pulaski County, uh, where Somerset is, uh, Sedona is the next biggest one, uh, in the country. So, uh, you know, because on on Hellyer, they're talking about how that area has the highest rate of psychoses in the country. It has the highest rate of violent crimes by psychotic people in the mm. country, like all this crazy shit. Uh, and Sedona actually has a lot of that, too. <laughs> but um, they just don't talk about it. It's bad for the tourist industry. But right. Um, but anyway, I'm in like I'm on episode three or four. It's super interesting. That guy's really compelling. And because uh, uh, he's just one of those southern guys that's smart, but can just like. He just keeps going. Like, there's a rhythm to his story. Like, he never says, uh, um, whatever. It's, like, very crisp and clean and everything. Mm-hmm. So, it's called Penny Royal, and it launched mm-hmm. in October 2020, and I think he's, like, releasing new episodes now, too. But, anyway, if you want something to binge, and you basically want more Hellier content... Because uh, I remember when I watched the first time, I was like, I could fucking listen to this guy talk about this shit all day. Because he just has... He just interviews so many people and talks to so many people and, and gets into it. So, um anyway and that's the biggest news i got uh nice. i think i don't think we have i think Rex is our newest patron which you had him uh ask it have the honor of asking it last week i'm gonna give this one because he's finally if you're listening big john you're finally gonna get your fucking t-shirt i, I think uh, i don't know lo- if i ordered that you said you sent <laughs> i thought i didn't let me check oh my god okay <laughs> jesus christ you literally texted me and said, I'm, "I sent John the T-shirt." Well, I sent Bo Bandy his shirt. You literally said, "I sent John the T." Big John. Wow, the t- I don't know, I t- know if I said like, oh, I bo- sent bo- Big John, but <laughs> well, I'll look it up. <laughs> uh, I know I, I said Bo like, Bandy. I remember being his... like, oh shit, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, and, and you said, "Well, you, I said, what is this thing? I'm going to send it." You sent me a screenshot, yep. but I don't know if I did it.
0: Oh boy. Okay. So well, Big John,
1: you're going to be good though. Don't okay. worry.
0: <laughs> either way big john gets the honor
1: well because yeah well i'll go to bo bandy in a
0: minute here uh of asking how you doing steve how you doing joey
1: i'm doing okay we'll get him his shirt don't worry uh no bo bandy's shirt got held up because apparently the cutoff sleeve was out of stock and i didn't realize it held
0: up by like hooligans on the street exactly yeah
1: um so they didn't uh process his order and send the other shirt so i just canceled the um, yeah, yeah.
0: supply chain huh
1: what's it called the phrase, yeah the whole supply chain
0: thing is it's it's so cool that everyone in the fucking world now is using the phrase supply chain now that <laughs> they that in the news and they think they know what that means so i mean yeah, yeah supply, i can't give Schnitzel supply chain you know not enough <laughs> iron yeah they've you know, had me threes, supply chain <laughs> <laughs> supply chain yeah <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, my anyway.
1: God. Okay. Well, now I'm trying to log in here. Oops. Now you got me thinking here. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, yeah. So, Bo Vandy's other shirt should be on the way. So, held up there. We'll get Big Jonathan saying, at some point, don't worry. <laughs> it's worth the wait. And now it's not letting me fucking log in. Okay. This is great. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll deal with this later. Uh, everything's going Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this week was nothing too wild and this weekend, really nothing wild at all. We just, uh, really settled in and had no plans, which was super good. So did a lot of beach walking, did some stuff up and around the house, uh, starting to prep some discs because Cape and Cow collectibles will be making its triumphant return to a oh, physical okay. location mm. opening, I think around the first
0: same address.
1: Say so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sterling just had it closed for so long, and then finally he's like, "Okay, it's time to reopen now Ooh. that all the variants and all that stuff are out." But uh, the plan is, I'm going to throw a bunch of discs in there as well, so there nice. will be a Blanco Supply Company physical location.
0: Nice. So co co rentership, co leasing.
1: Uh, I mean, it's just a portion of the store, so right, right. I'm just it'll be a sub whatever. I'm a sub uh, area, but since it's a separate business entity, I should be able to input all the info to yelp and google and all that fun stuff so i can actually market it as a disc golf store exactly. and not just have it be Cape and Cow collectibles plus discs or something like that it can right, actually right. just be a black hole supply company right
0: disc golf pro show so, yeah yeah
1: nice that's so great. just see how much space i get because i do have a lot of discs as you know there's all kinds of varieties and brands so it's like how do you pare it all down just so everything fits? Now,
0: How are you gonna are you gonna display it like most disc places, like which is akin to like comic shop uh, um, style boxes, and they're separated by cards? Or
1: I'm well, yeah, know, I'm probably gonna do what, a
0: hole to hang them on pegs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> each one. Hang <laughs> um, No, what's it called? No, for now, I think it's gonna be shelves and. Stacks boxes got okay. of discs similar to when we were at Lucky's out in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. if you remember that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because
0: uh, we the, do have grid in the world, they do like they just do boxes too, right?
1: No, they have they have um they slot hit. wall and then there's um hooks that go into the slot wall that then have the sleeves That's for right. the discs. Got it. Got so it. I have grid wall, I just don't have the hangers yet, so because I just want to see how it lays out. So if grid wall will be an option, then I'll just order the, um, the display things for the disc for the grid wall.
0: You got to eat some more cheese and stuff to get those heavy hangers. Oh yeah. It's going to be Routed a while. On chest.
1: Yeah. The rotted cheese.
0: <laughs> uh, what did you say? April 1st for that?
1: Uh, that's when he's planning. Yeah. So nice. Wednesday, I'm going to go there early and start setting stuff up and then assuming everything goes good, then I'll start activating everything online so then hopefully in the next couple weeks people start showing up and uh, buying some discs
0: radical uh now i don't know (laughs) if you realize but i think that you have once again inadvertently saved uh fat matt's ding aka ding dong Bundy's life because now he's going to have a hangout a place to socialize again
1: right a reason to go
0: every minute that he is not at work or sleeping
1: yeah because i won't i mean i'm Physically a bit more far away at this point. Right. So I do imagine him going in there, hanging out quote unquote with Sterling. Yes. So he can then happen to tell people what discs to
0: buy. Exactly. So well, he,
1: he will and be then, my then
0: the question will come that he wants to work there and sell the discs or uh, sell
1: some of his, or maybe he can buy some cause maybe I'm not buying enough of the right thing.
0: Right. He's going to get back on the dying and uh, printing train and start having his own little, uh uh farmer's market basically in the right, corner right right in the corner of the corner you'll be <laughs> <laughs> you get a sub corner of my Porsche. it'll be artist alley and one just, quarter you know, portion and he just sits there with his little uh curtained desk you know card yeah. table
1: and, and <laughs> around says, his legs he
0: doesn't yeah he doesn't show any excitement yeah he just basically looks like an old lady <laughs> in a in- chair uh,
1: do, do you guys have a fortune teller or something is this guy reading palm or something <laughs>
0: And he'll never show his excitement on his face, but his little feet will be like his be tapping like oh, yeah. yeah. underneath because he's so exactly. happy to finally be selling his his life's work, his art, his discs. Yes, to live the he dream. just started doing a year or two ago. <laughs> right. I kind of fell out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the funny thing is that we've all kind of gotten back on the train of going on weekends. He now is working weekends until like july or something mm. so he can't go and then yeah. this coming saturday which you'll be out of town but all the rest of us are going he yes. does have off but he has to go with his dad to his grandma's at their oh, 10 acre god. property and that throw shit. away a bunch of stuff
0: yeah oh god oh He's, god. he said oh. um
1: <laughs> that so they have like two shipping containers full of stuff plus a house and Either she was a hoarder or something.
0: Where is this out in Victorville? This or is
1: like Riverside somewhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the, his dad has been going every weekend and clearing out stuff for like two years and it's still not close. Oh, he said God. the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> typical crazy. trash can that, you know, we grew up with, yeah. not necessarily these monster tubs. <sighs> Somehow we did the math that they did 48 of those last weekend.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Of just trash to throw away. And it's not even close to being done. So this is a
0: hoarder's house, and hoarder's
1: property is what I discovered.
0: And has now spent thousands of dollars on gas driving out there for two years, on right? Weekends. Let alone again one of those sad people like my stepdad, uh, who when I when I try to tell them like, yes, but how much is your fucking time worth? Like, is your time worth this? You know, a few grand worth of fucking get like this? You know what I mean? Or or the the cleanliness of this place or selling this thing or whatever. It's like, is your time worth that? And as my stepdad would drunkenly say, my time isn't fucking worth Jack fucking shit. And then (laughs) and and whenever he would say a curse word, he'd be slamming the table. Right. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you just fucking blow your brains out then?
1: Well, there are valuable things. And yeah, he does have to clear the land before they can do anything, whether sell it or build on it or whatever. So yeah.
0: But Why? If something is taking two years and he has to drive hours out there every time,
1: then I mean is it worth I, time? well, I don't know how else you deal with it if you want to clear it.
0: Well, you can hire people to do that too. Like that's the thing. Wow. It's weighing the options of how But they- there's
1: there's heirlooms and valuables in the mix of all the shit. Right. This is just so uh,
0: yes, I know. I'm I am very anti uh hoarding and collecting lots of shit that just exists. And I have to organize, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I I love throwing, not collectibles and stuff, but like, I love clearing out the cabinets and throwing things away and like, you know, old stuff and things like that. Not for the sake of doing it. Just like, why do I have this box of cheese? It's in here for four fucking years, you know? And some people are like, no, oh, might still be good or things. And that's a weird example, but it's like, I just, I just, I would never fucking spend my time drive it again if it was like a storage unit that was 10 minutes from his house i'd be like okay i get it whatever that's fine or he had 10 storage units or whatever but like or his fucking mom lived 10 minutes away from but i cannot imagine all of that time there's so many millions of other things i would rather do with my time so anyway uh matt you're not not
1: dick so so.
0: but uh uh matt would also probably like to disc golf more which he could I don't know why he feels like he has to. Go.
1: Um no he he still disc golfs a lot but just not with us.
0: No I meant on the weekend. This this or the weekend of April 2nd or whatever I was. Well, well
1: cuz he's working. But so he's already committed to his father to help his father.
0: Right. I know. I was saying he'd probably rather disc golf Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, do that but uh, but it's a bonding time. Oh, he is with his daddy. So um yes, I will be out in uh Uh, in Kitty Town that I just heard. No, I will be out in the Eastern United States playing uh, as many courses as I can because at least three of the days, I basically have (laughs) most of the day free to myself because Sarah will be doing wedding-style things with the lovely bride that is out there. So uh, I will be saying, no, no, Washington Monument. I will be saying, no, no, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello Uh, And I will be probably Ubering to some uh, weird course out there and playing. Because you're
1: in West Virginia?
0: Well, I'll be in Washington, D.C. for those first three days. So the surrounding areas of Virginia and uh, Maryland and fucking wherever else. I don't know. Whatever the other ten states that are in Maryland. Maryland's way up there. Maryland's right next to Washington, D.C.
1: Is it? Uh, Mm-hmm. Wait, oh Maine's the one that's way up.
0: Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> You're hey, coming up play disc golf this way. Huh? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Stephen King has a course up there at his house. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, but yeah. There's there's a there's a decent chunk of courses around there, as there is everywhere. But Southern California, there's Throw a Rock and there's a disc golf course. And then yeah, uh, I probably won't play. I mean, unless there's, like, a course literally off the side of the road going through the Appalachians, but I don't know how much, like, cities and towns and stuff there is out there. But um, if there is and it's convenient, great. If uh, if we got to drive an hour off there, then whatever. But, yeah, once we're in West Virginia, we only have overnight in Point Pleasant. So, I mean, we have, like, the afternoon we get there, which, honestly, I think the town is, like, three streets. One, yeah, it's probably enough to small.
1: hit the museum. <laughs>
0: right and yeah look around the the whole town hit the museum and then uh uh or worst case the next day hit the museum and just see the tnt area and then um get out of there and head to columbus which there there will be much more to do so uh and there might be courses out there too uh we'll see but um so you're
1: gonna hit a giles and run at laurel hill
0: uh, yeah, Giles Run seems to be <laughs> the the best the best bang for your buck out there in uh, the DC area.
1: And did you already map how far these? I'm always bad at the maps. It's like, oh, that looks close, and then it's like, oh, wait, that's. Right. I did not.
0: I, I did not yet. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I did within a 25 mile radius or something like that. I know, I, I okay, all those things, but um, but yeah, and I also, I mean, hopefully, maybe there'll be like even a train that goes. Uh, I have no clue there's a lot more public transportation but oh
1: yes we have the train that runs to the disc oh, golf yeah, courses yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh but uh who knows maybe i don't know if it's like a big park or whatever but probably right. not it seems like the cool thing is it seems like all the courses are on a river out there because there's lots of little rivers and stuff going through
1: mm-hmm. so oh giles park from the washington monument is 25 minutes
0: perfect because we're staying, driving so we're it's a 20 mile top of the washington mine exactly <laughs> yeah. you got
1: yeah you got the tip top i, I remember you saying that
0: it's the uh, spider-man room so
1: exactly where the color changes because they ran out of stone
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh we're, we stay yeah we're, we're staying in that crazy elevator that went up and down in that movie yeah um sorry this is now how i'm doing
1: <laughs> <laughs> no i we transitioned again my weekend was very mellow so
0: cool uh yeah it was um I wouldn't say it was mellow, but, uh, we did have, um, Friday was, uh, a fairly normal night at home. And then Saturday was, uh, Sarah was gone most of the day at a birth at one birthday party. And then, uh, came home to pick me up and we went to old Gaylor's birthday dinner at, uh, <laughs> uh, Benny <Benihana. laughs> Uh <laughs> so That's for those that don't know. It's a, that's a teppan girl. It's the Japanese, a uh, big flat grill place where you sit around the grill and they cook you food. Yeah, um, it's a classic. It was
1: big in the '80s. Yeah, uh, it was in Wolf of Wall Street because like that guy got taken down, and that's then how the Wolf of Wall Street got his like lawyer taken down, and then he got taken down because of it.
0: Yep. Um. But uh, yeah, so we uh, we went there uh had the benihana trio which was the shrimp steak yeah and- oh, classic can't go wrong had some good sushi there i turned turned multiple people in my family onto eel uh sushi which they'd never mm. had and like i'm like why haven't you tried it i'm like you're eating raw fish I'm like but eels like a fucking snake and i'm like no it's a fish <laughs> like i guess yeah. it's a long whatever but anyway
1: yeah uh, i'm not the biggest eel fan but uh, i
0: really like i like how it almost it has like a very like uh Kind of like sweet, savory, but like a char grilled taste too. I don't know. But, it can't.
1: Uh, I mean, it depends how they. A lot of times, I think they char it. To yes, get it I've that, never, yeah, I've
0: never and I've never had. I've never seen raw eel sushi anywhere. like, even if mm-hmm. there's multiple eel choices, it's always cooked. So, um, no. I think it's a bit too fun. But um, it was also one of the. It was like the number one fish for me on my Geno palette thing that I took, where it's like the DNA test of your your food genetics like your ethnic background and what foods like what types of leafy greens should you eat the most like your top three and things like that so uh tried it because of that and uh i order it to this day but um i think it's a uh, unagi is the saltwater eel and then freshwater eel is called something else but anyway um uh, went to benihana it is there let me let me just tell you there are many better teppan grills out there than Benihana. Not that Benihana was bad. All the food was very good, but it's way overpriced compared to the many, and I'm pretty sure teppan girls are fairly numerous in most parts of the country. I've Uh, I've been in the middle middle of fucking nowhere, and some town with 3,000 people has three Korean barbecue places, so I could imagine that teppan girls aren't as far off from that. I don't, yeah,
1: I think it all just depends. It's like, did someone set up shop like the local Chinese restaurant Because that's the thing, if anybody want to watch a documentary, it's called uh, Searching for Jen or So. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of explains how Chinese food made its way through America and like literally mafia style, not like bad people, but they would come in and say, hey, I want to open Chinese restaurant. They're like, okay, you go to this city in this town or this state and you're the Chinese restaurant and then we're going to set someone else up and shocking them out. So that way you didn't have rivals or as much competition. Right. Uh, this one's so like be, Japanese restaurant. Should be the
0: yakuza thing. instead of uh, the Chinese mafia. Yeah. The
1: Sakuza. The triads,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, yeah, like the place that we went to for our birthday a few years ago. You were there, uh, tsunami over in Huntington or Sunset Beach, wherever that is. That's it's it's like I mean I think that the food is a little better there, but it's also just like more variety and just like I don't know. You're not paying for the fucking Benihana name, I guess. But right. That not, and uh, uh, Matsu. Yes, Matsu is very good. As is Chomp over in Fullerton. Uh, yeah. Very good sushi and Teppan Grill. But um, my mom, apparently, my mom is so... Oh my god, my mom is so fucking terrified and disgusted by mayonnaise. And she always yeah. has been. But like, even up until like seven or eight years ago, if something had a little bit of mayo mixed in, like some aioli spread on some really good Italian fucking appetite, you know, some bullshit like that. She'd be, like, okay with it, right? She does eat in and out burgers, which do have spread, which is mayo-based as well. For some reason, that's the only one that's okay, but... Yeah, you can't we were, taste that too much. We were uh, at their house for dinner last weekend. There was... It's when they made that delicious uh, pastrami, and mm-hmm. uh, my sister made Russian dressing, which is a classic thing on pastrami, too. Yes, there was mustard as well. Um, but... Uh, Of course, Russian dressing, a.k.a. kind of Thousand Island dressing, as most people would know it, uh, is mayonnaise. It's like mayonnaise, ketchup, you know, some chili sauce sometimes, relish, things like that. Uh, My mom, we're clearing the table and I'm up there helping my wife do the dishes. There's there's the bowl that had the Russian dressing in it. (laughs) My mom is just trying to be helpful and hand stuff over to where we can reach it and move it to the sink. Her finger... Dips into the Russian dressing and she doesn't realize it. And she's like, oh my God, what's this? And she goes, ah, 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 and freaks the fuck out literally as if she almost drops the bowl and cracks it. Jesus. Literally freaks out like she had stuck her hand in boiling water or acid or some, something or or a fucking, uh, jar, a fucking jar or cup full of like piranhas or something. She, right. I was like, I literally was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? I was like, I said, what, I, well, first I was like, what happened? I thought she got cut. Like, I thought there was right. like a jagged edge or something. And she sliced her finger open. And she was like, no, it's the mayo. And I was like, oh, my. I, and I literally said, you have become a full fucking R word. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like I, I was like, are you like, you can't even touch it without thinking that you are now infected with. Ebola or something that's going to literally right. go. Just like, I could not fucking believe it. Anyway, the point of
1: you, point- that person who was the model and then the show host who's now afraid of dolphins, even though she looks like a dolphin. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Tyra uh, Banks. Yes. Uh,
0: my point being that she would not go to this restaurant, Chomp, which is uh, a very open floor plan. Like Benihana, like the Teppan Grill is in its own area and the sushi bars in its own other area. Uh, she doesn't like Chomp because... <laughs> She can see the rest the, of the restaurant where people are the, eating sushi. The <laughs> well, like literally, she's like, I can't stand the sight of the people dipping their sushi or having the mayonnaise-based sauces on their or in their sushi. I can't stand watching it, so she Who will dip never sushi
1: and mayonnaise. based A lot of sauce. a lot of
0: the sushi rolls have like you know the 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 crab meat is lumped into mayonnaise and it's like what you know well, what I
1: mean? Like, that's one thing, but if she, she's, I don't know anyone dipping into sometimes, sauce.
0: Sometimes they will have that little spicy aioli that's next to it. Like that pink aioli. Cause like I've certain never seen.
1: I've seen it sprinkled on top. They have a mayo base, but I've never seen it as a sauce to dip your, right. I've seen sushi. it.
0: I've seen it a bunch. Uh the That's place disgusting. That, the place that we were from, uh, uh, has it in a tiny little cup that is really more for putting it on top of the roll, not so much for dipping. But whatever, it's as right. a side, right? So, anyway, point being, she's that much of a fucking psycho that she can't even be at a restaurant where people. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I wasn't even kidding. I was like, "Mom, you need to go to like EMDR therapy because you are you are traumatized by this substance. Like, it's so fucking insane. Like, I've like not liking food is what. Like, I was you know I was joking with you guys today. Uh, sending a uh, a beautiful picture of aesthetically looked like a beautiful piece of food, but it was this meatloaf, which is disgusting, which I hate, but yeah, which is uh, delicious. But uh, and and I can be and I hate to each their own, and of course I joke and play it up like I'm, you know, whatever. But uh, she's she's one of those people that literally cannot understand how people can not vomit when eating, and I'm like, yeah, but. You know, but she can understand that about other food. It's just like, it's a right, fucking, right, right, It's right. always a fucking thing in our house with fucking me. It's like, it's like, okay. Which, I mean, all of this entire conversation is leading to one fact that we're all dancing around. My mother is a cum dodger. Okay. Like, we all know it. She clearly does not like this kind of substance. And I'm not here for it. Okay, <laughs> I won't let her get away with it. I've already got you her. Love
1: Eric too much.
0: Yes, I respect him too much. He made up for a lot that Pino uh, did not provide for me emotionally and physically. Right. Well, <laughs> and Pino
1: provided something for you to be here.
0: <laughs> that same substance that my mom dodged. You know, she would she would only accept it in one spot. So um,
1: there's a certain mouth
0: willing <laughs> <yes>. and <anyone>. wanting. <laughs> yes, only the downstairs mouth shall pass. But. Uh, Anyway, um, I'm getting my mom uh, that t-shirt, too, that I'm a cum dodger. (laughs) Uh, But uh, uh, (laughs) it's like I'm a cum and then just the Dodgers. Right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, the Dodgers. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I went to Benihana, had a cake uh, homemade by my lovely wife, Sarah, who she hated it because specifically a Duncan Hines cake was requested Mm. and she bakes much more... Uh, delicious things, but she did as requested and she was mad about it the whole time. So, um, you know what you guys should do for April Fool's mm-hmm. Fields, really? or Mom's birthday? Yeah.
1: Make a cake mm-hmm. and instead of frosting,
0: oh boy. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. And just <laughs> see
1: if you can like trick, like like That's sprinkle right. sugar on top, like crustify right. it. Right. Yeah. Tell you the yeah, whole thing.
0: The, like do the full coating of sprinkles. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and just make it look. Cakey, yes. and then just see, <laughs> just watch her that barf and yeah. <laughs> blow her own brains.
0: <laughs> I made this dairy-free cake for you. Yeah, uh. <laughs> no eggs are dairy. <laughs> okay, no, a cum is dairy. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, Sunday was um, uh, martial arts. I uh, what did I do in the oh I'm. I'm playing um the brand new first person shooter, uh, Borderlands Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a really fun uh the Borderlands series is very popular, but uh they they like surprise everyone at like E3 or some fucking recent thing where they're like making a a completely fucking wacky uh uh instead of a post apocalyptic comedy universe that's on another, and sci-fi that's on another planet, um they they're making one where it's basically like it's you're in a dnd campaign like you're uh, you're in a fantasy world uh but you know people still have you know enemies still have guns and shit but like the guns shoot bolts instead of bullets and like all this weird stuff but uh it's super fun because i love the borderlands franchise just came out but uh a nice palate cleanser from for uh horizon forbidden west but um and then uh yeah, we went to Modern Times and uh, had a couple of with Old Gaylor again and my mom and stepdaddy. And then nice. uh, and then uh, I think I think you've seen both of these. Maybe uh, the kind of catching up on the A24 produced movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Not all of them are great. So you got to watch out. Correct. Um, these these two I liked a lot, though. Uh, one of them I hadn't heard of at all, except from the Bigfoot Collectors Club boys. But we watched A Ghost Story first, starring Casey Asf- Affleck. <laughs> Casey <laughs> Affleck, who I know got kind of me too or whatever. I don't know, whatever. This is 2017's A Ghost Story. Uh, was I thought was very good. Uh, was uh, the premise is that and it happened. You know, this is literally what it says on the description. Uh, the guy, guys in a relationship, he dies and comes back as a ghost, and he basically. It's really interesting in terms of the paranormal uh because I know that the a lot of the the guys that and gals that are writing and directing the movie under A twenty four, like do a lot of their research or are into this stuff anyway. Like I know that like um uh Eggers, the guy that did, you know, Midsummer and all that and, and uh mm-hmm. The Witch and stuff like that, he's very, very into mythology and using those kind of archetypes and stories and you know, turning it on his head and whatever too. But uh, but this was like clearly somebody that was way into the paranormal and ghosts. So it was it was like a very empathetic view of what of why hauntings happen. So it wasn't a spooky movie at all. It's not scary. It's right. very somber and it's like very sad. Uh, but uh, to- I think it's it's worth a watch. It's, and it's an hour and a half. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Um, and then I did not know this was also an A twenty four movie, but I was like. Hey, I've been wanting to see that movie, The Lighthouse, forever because I don't know oh, what it's yeah. about. And so Sarah's like, okay, because because we were gonna <laughs> watch. Not a, we didn't think it was a comedy, but we're like, oh, let's let's do a palate cleanser from this, like you know, that <laughs> ghost <laughs> story movie. Uh, <laughs> but we were, I mean, we were both very into it. But uh, that was that was good too. It was it was very interesting. Yeah, and um, uh, makes me excited for what is it, The Northman, coming out uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon, um, which is the next one. Uh
1: but which, yeah, A twenty four, I always thought they're more production, but it's like they're just a distributor, so they distribute out yes. these weirdo films. And, so yeah, they supposedly really they like them.
0: they're 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 seen as like an art house distributor where they they right. there's some level of quality that they won't dip below, you know, every movie right. has to be a uh, weird certain quality. So yeah. But um uh but I mean, hey, again, Pattinson, big Pattinson fan. He, he you know, I I saw him in Good Time, which was another A twenty-four movie a few weeks ago that movie was excellent and uh, had a big, a, a type of twist that I've never seen before. And so mm. it's not really a twist. It's not, it's just a surprise thing that happens at the very, very end. And I was just like, it, it was, it was really uh, fascinating, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, the lighthouse was, I mean, I, I thought it, it actually was pretty funny. Like a lot of the dialogue. Yeah. Was there was something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is actually really funny but um i saw some of the stuff coming for sure uh and it was common i mean i'm yeah. kind of like my mom can detect mayo from far away i can detect cum anyway, exactly uh, but uh <laughs> uh which at first i'm not spoiling anything the first time he's under the grates of when when the light is going and all that slime starts coming out. i'm like oh my god <laughs> somebody's up there
1: jerking (laughs) off
0: off coming through which i wouldn't put past in those in those movies because right 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 there was quite a few jerk off scenes in that movie too so um but uh did you like that movie when you saw it
1: yeah i thought it was uh interesting for sure um wasn't in love with it but it was also fun not fun but it was just like okay that was entertaining
0: yeah don't probably don't need to see it again but i'm now finally glad that uh, right the mystery is uh no longer a mystery is um, reached. Yeah. But uh, other than that, uh, work is work. And uh, that's, that's all I'm going to say about hmm. that. Um, do you have to pee or anything? Or are you ready to, get, no, get, into I'm this, good to count. get into this cow lung pus pneumonia? See? Um, so uh, episode seven of season one, this is the pen ultimate episode. Season finale is next. And it looks, I mean, according to the, the, uh, the stinger at the end, the, the coming next week, it looks like a looks like a banger, you know, as as the kids are saying now. But uh, yeah, uh, anyway, but this this episode, this is the payoff, if you want to call it that, from the cold open mm-hmm. of the season the <laughs> series premiere of this show. Right. So the cow,
1: I, I'm just gonna say, I was kind of bored though.
0: Yes, I think that I was. I was more bored. uh that just like last episode where they were doing the auger drilling um that was yeah. fairly repetitive too i will say though at the very least every episode at least ends with something interesting right which i can't say for ancient aliens you know like right. um and so at least at least the evidence i thought was good at the very very end but uh the 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 main draw of this episode is the guest appearance of the the the, the lippy lady herself love that joker linda Moulton howe appears on the ranch she looks when she is standing next to like three or four very down-to-earth normal looking people who are like you know i mean i guess now they're blue collar workers but thomas and tom and candace were like we're from the white collar world well she's anthropologist i don't know what that (laughs) is but um but uh very down-to-earth normal looking people and and she literally looks about as crazy as the fucking Greta statue does. Like right. when when next to normal human beings, <laughs> her fucking yeah, mouth
1: distorted is
0: so fucking large. Her lip—I mean, she truly has Joker lips. Like it was—I'm I'm not trying to be. I mean, we've seen her in real life right. too, but uh, when we were, when we saw her in real life at Contact in the desert, we were used to seeing eccentric people all day. You know, that was at the end right. of the night. That first night we saw her, whatever night that was. Uh, seeing her just on a ranch with these people um, was insane. She looked like a caricature, like a cartoon uh, that came to life of herself. But uh, and they always show, whether it's Ancient Aliens or this show, they always show the old images of her from like the 70s and 80s right, where she's right, on this right. location. <clears throat> she's an attractive lady. I don't know why the fuck. Again, why can't she? I mean, like most graceful Hollywood lady?
1: people, you know, they just can't let it go and they do a little bit of here a little there and then it just adds up into I know
0: it's just it's just sad it's just like because she would she would be 10 times uh more attractive if she just fucking left it alone but they can't like you said they can't so um got nicole kidman i don't know if you've seen the hyper pretentious um amc uh ad that she does that i think it's only in theaters you could probably find it on youtube too but like they play it in the theater and And it's her in this theater and it's just, it's just two minutes of. Hyper pretentious writing about why theaters matter and how they affect your, you know, you, you changed afterwards. And all I could think of is oh, he's so charming. <laughs> uh, I don't think I've seen, is that in the theaters it, they have yeah, that commercial? Have, I think you have, I mean, you could probably find it on YouTube, but it's in AMC theaters before the, you okay. start to b- basically get you jazzed up on, yeah, you're, back, up you're, for the you're thing. back in the theater again. And this, you can only experience certain feelings in a theater. You know, it's like right. this thing, hey, keep coming <laughs> to the theater.
1: Yeah. Greased up, hold popcorn sure. box. Are Keep only coming slapping. in our
0: theater, please. You can only feel. We wouldn't even prosecute a Pee Wee Herman type anymore, yeah. okay. You
1: can only feel a stranger's wiener in the theater. Okay, when they're at your house, they are no longer a stranger.
0: I don't care if it's NC-17 or a Pixar movie. We want you to come in our theater. <laughs> Pixar, uh, Pixar, which is <laughs> in a Pixar. Pixar, it didn't happen. Um. This thread is useless, (laughs) 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 oh Pino. But um, who? When I think. Pino, now i'm starting to think of the guy that plays boba fett more than my actual
1: <laughs> yeah that caricature oh, I, has now overrun
0: specifically that fucking dumb video that you sent where he's like in he's like oh yeah i'm in this ball oh, like, or whatever he was doing it's like the red light around him and stuff. yeah it's like what is this video
1: oh. it's like come on new zealand <laughs> yeah. try something different it's a tie beth
0: <laughs> What the fuck is this some weird tourist board but
1: i think someone me. did the red overlay but right. it's still it's like what is the base <laughs> video even
0: <laughs> uh but um uh the fuck was i saying oh yeah it's anyway i'll nicole, try and share
1: that to the pro actually that's yeah, yeah. a good one for the story
0: nicole yes. nicole kim is in this ad and she's like well you know classically one of the most naturally beautiful actresses ever but she's just like Again, turned herself into a cartoon of her younger self, and it's just very sad. So yeah. um anyway, uh I don't know what the fucking point with that. Oh, it was just the fucking theater thing? I don't know what it's talking about.
1: Totally uh, lost coming, coming in the theater. Uh yeah. yes. Uh coming in the- Well you're saying Linda how being gross and I was oh, like, Oh yeah, she's her, like Hollywood, yes, whatever. Exactly,
0: yeah. yes. Uh but uh anyway, yeah, yeah
1: she's <sighs> Come on, New Zealand, try something new. <sighs> oh, come, new <laughs> come
0: on, New Zealand, try something
1: new. And then yeah, the overlay was POV, you're stuck inside a Sarlacc with
0: bullets. Right, That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's from the the new tourist campaign, come on New Zealand. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I am going to share this to the Pro Mean Stories.
0: It's <laughs> come on New Zealand. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she is <laughs> She's largely wasted in this episode. Uh, Brandon Fugel. I know I'm skipping ahead, but like Brandon brings her in, and she literally just asks the same questions that they are, which is what's the cause of the the, the cow dying? You know, and I'm like, okay, like you don't you don't really learn that much. There's one little factoid that I'll save it for when I get there that she brings up, which I'm like, okay. But Travis already technically brought that up early in the episode too. So uh, we start off. By Homestead One. So Homestead One is the house of the living quarters of Tom and Candace. Tom, the former uh, big tech business coder dude, programmer dude, and then his wife Candace, who was an anthropologist and archaeologist. So they are now caretakers on this ranch for probably an insane amount of money. But um, they, uh, they, they loop back to the the weird concrete room from like episode two or three, whenever that was. And which I was like, that's kind of cool. They're looping back to it because I thought it was kind of a, it kind of fizzled out. They never really seemed to figure out anything interesting about it. But Mm -hmm. Travis decided to, Uh, do an, exp- an audio experiment in the secret room and i was like okay this is cool so travis explains he goes now we have this theory that the that concrete room's acting like a big bass drum or a bass cello which then made me think of the 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 meme that was popular like the, like a year ago with the guy like when something perfectly happens and he's doing the cello thing like oh yeah
1: the know, yo-yo the mile where yeah. it's like yeah <laughs> I mean, the classic punk fuckers yeah. one yeah. of yeah. Uh, when you hit the line
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i got to tell everyone uh, if you are not following the, the disc golf account, Puttfuckers, which is run primarily by Steve, uh, for a disc golf content, which we promote on the show before, yeah, uh, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah and I were dying laughing at your Will Smith screenshot with the disc photoshopped crappily in his hand. <laughs> said, Glad that Will Smith is hashtag growing the sport, but his form needs work. <laughs> After slapping... <laughs> chris rock at the oscars <laughs>
1: hey i was one of the first ones to it they're all yes. over the place but oh yeah,
0: yeah. uh yeah because at that point like an hour after it happened all i saw were like fucking you, you know high energy youtube reaction videos that were already uh, yeah yeah stuff or whatever but yeah that was like the first meme we saw about
1: it. <laughs> yeah when his arms all pulled back and like no like that's him throwing
0: oh god will smith it, is rounding terribly yeah. oh this is
1: horrible. he's got that eric oakley thing right. going
0: yeah <laughs> oh boy Um, but um, anyway uh, they're doing this audio experiment so they have a microphone in that room because I guess they never patched up the hole which makes sense so uh, they are now having Thomas and Candace go around and stomping on the floor and closing doors and I'll continue explaining Travis uh, and when you vibrate the house or the area around it it, it's it's like like walking or closing doors Uh, I believe it could be picking up on that acoustic vibration and it may be what's causing some of the phenomena that we've observed in this house low bass noises and infrasonic sound. Now infrasonic sound is, is a big one. I'll get back to you. Now, yeah. it, can, it can vibrate your eyeballs and stimulate the optic nerve and, and make you think you're seeing things. And it also stimulates your fight or flight instincts. So you might get that creepy. Like I'm being watched feeling. So, uh, this is a really, this is like, to me, the most fascinating part of the episode until the very, very end. Um, when they capture the potential correlation of, of why the cow died. But, uh, Infrasound, uh, infrasonic sound or infrasound, which is what Linda mentions way later. It's a, uh, and I heard this thanks to the fucking Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. So then, because then I looked it up and it's like fascinating. So, a lot of predator animals, and this might be not news to everyone else, a lot of predator animals can growl in a frequency. That is literally like that's why people say it like this gut wrenching sound or whatever that mm. completely makes your adrenaline spike and all this stuff. And you can feel the sound more than hear You actually can't hear the lowest parts of the sound, um, but you can feel it. And it causes all of this stuff in to happen in prey animals body. It causes them to usually freeze in fear. Right. Which is uh, the fight or flight. and Exactly. Almost yes. like uh, what was the Nazi thing?
1: God, it was uh their tactic was like to scare you. So that's why they had like big tanks and just like rolled oh, yeah. in. psychological it was, uh, warfare kind of thing. Yeah, but they had a term for it. Fuck. I'll keep yeah. looking, but that it's a similar thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, so to strike fear and, and Yeah. Uh, fuck? uh Yeah, so
1: you just kind of surrendered almost before you even could like do anything.
0: Right. And and uh I mean and literally like like a shock and awe, I guess. Yes, that there you go. That's it. And <laughs> then um uh, Bruce Lee when I was you know reading the the Tao of Jeet Kune Do and, and practicing Jeet Kundo at the time uh it was fascinating because in in his own book he talks about like you know breathing out or vocalizing in any sort of fighting or athletic activity is just good for your musculature it, you know it lets everything happen instead of tensing up and so it's why you see you know karate guys going oh oh huh, or like all whatever these these vocalization right it's different in every culture but every culture does it in especially in their whatever their fighting arts are he said he's like the reason i fucking go all the shit that people imitate bruce lee for Mm -hmm. he's like i'm trying to let my opponent maybe think that i'm insane because he's like why wouldn't if i can just sit there and act a little crazy uh and scream and shriek and do all this stuff that's a weapon in and of itself you know even even making them pause for a split second is uh makes it just safer for you to enter their space and start you know wailing away or doing whatever so
1: well and uh your plumber friend there so sterling's dad yes when you're in high school he's he told us that exact thing same thing too he's like if you're ever getting backed into a corner there's a bunch of people he's like just act like you're fucking nuts and they will <laughs> leave you alone they will not want to fight you like if you think something's going down and you're, you're like i'm effed he's like just go insane and just act like a fucking you're out of your mind <laughs> and he's like they'll leave they won't they won't want to touch you
0: yep i uh i might have told you this story before but my father-in-law who used to be in uh, the the police uh, police force adjacent uh field he would at the time. He's a very thin, thinly built man. Who and he, he admits he's like I'm not a natural fighter or anything like that. Uh, and he would be on the main streets and freeways of L.A. And he would talk. He had a little GI Joe doll that he would bring out and start talking to. Uh, to for that exact reason. Uh, and the scarier the guy was, or guys were he would start talking to Joe and have these full on conversations to <laughs> make the people freak the fuck out. Cause he would start, right. I'm, I'm not going to say the things he would ask Joe, but, but they were, they would definitely strike. If you thought it was real and that this was a man with power right. and, a, and a deadly weapon.
1: Yeah. Who could fight. do kind of what he wanted.
0: Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, anyway, so, but yeah, this infrasonic sound infrasound is used by predators uh, it's detectable with um, obviously equipment, right? That, you know, cause we can't always hear at least the lowest portions of it, but it's really fascinating that not only is it a fear inducing tactic uh, that affects the body, but the fact that it uh, like Travis is saying that it can literally stimulate your optic nerve and make you think you think you're seeing things and shit like right. that. That's really fascinating. And I was like, uh, because also they apply it to like cryptids as well as like known predators and things like that. Um, you know, oh, to growls or Bigfoot growls <laughs> or things like that. But it's like, but yeah, if you're at a
1: concert, it's like your vision can get weird, right? Like yes. if you're, you know, they have all the amps there and everything and it's like, yeah, it's all vibration. So it's like, oh yeah, I feel sick or exactly goofy. Yeah. yeah. Big bass come through.
0: And it's, it's fascinating too. Cause I was thinking, I was like, you know, I'm probably not the first to think this, but I was like, you could take this a step further. And if these if, – if higher frequency beings or consciousness or inter- interdimensional, higher dimensional beings that are interacting with us, if that's what this phenomena at least partially is, they could they, – they, ex- they, they don't – they're not really corporeal, at least on our lower density, you know, meteor densities here. They could be want using, my density. <laughs> They could be using this infrasound to either – and they, they could probably – Use it like a fucking uh, conductor at a symphony, right? Like they could probably be somehow you like manipulating these frequencies to make you either see what you what they want you to see or guarantee that you're seeing something or seeing themselves in a certain form, like a shadow figure. I don't know. You know, so I just thought it was really interesting or or they're just existing on those infrasound frequencies, too, um, which is why maybe some of them are terrifying because they, they seem to, maybe that's why they feed on our fear or whatever, because their very existence. Like that's just the sound that we can hear. And it's happens to be in those low frequencies or something, you know? So, right. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, like this episode alone was at least, I was like, Oh cool. They're bringing up the infrasound thing, which I've only learned about like a couple months ago, you know? So I was like, this is cool. So, um, Travis Taylor is having them, uh, uh oh this is where the you know he's having candace and tom walk around the house they're stomping on the floor they're walking normally they're closing uh closet doors and bedroom doors and whatever and they're getting big really big spikes again not from they're not micing the door frame up they're micing the concrete floor which seems to be kind of in the center of the bottom of the house in the basement right so um he's basically saying it's like a reverberation chamber down there so right uh uh, huge spikes on the software and he's like oh look at that that's, that's amazing guys like because he, he's like he's saying like outside of that room in the basement you're not getting those kind of spikes it's only in that concrete room so this is very like very this is very weird like megalithic ancient building technique stuff where they would obviously there's like 10 episodes of ancient aliens about acoustic weapons and you know sonic weapons and tails weapons and knuckles weapons um, <laughs> but uh Oh, did you see the Sonic Two poster? It's just jo- look at the nods they did to the Sonic Two <coughs> video game yeah. Genesis cover. I'm like, oh my god, it's great! You know, uh, great job. Yeah, your brother could have done that in you know a half an hour. Yeah, most anyone who thought ahead. Yes, um, but um, uh, it, it's it's a very strange the fact that this concrete room was built and and at least. This side effect, or this could have been the purpose it was built. Um, it almost seems like, uh, like a trap hiding in plain sight, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not like a, not like on Lahaina Street in Maui, if you know what I'm talking yeah. about, you know. But, uh, uh, <laughs> come <we> and get it, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, lunch. It's almost, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's almost like somebody put that there to. Like maybe it was it was Bigelow's guys that put that in there, right? But but as Brandon says, every episode, all of those findings are under lock and key to this day. Like it's like every episode has that same. There's always a like a little nod back to Bigelow and explaining that and whatever, and, and right. kind of skip it at this point. But, um, but yeah, it's it's like either they put it there as their own experiment or, as somebody put this there purposefully to, apparently either fuck with the people that were going to be there in the future or because they wanted to, I don't know, experience this stuff in the sounds very, it's, it, it gets it to me. Like the fact that it, it reverberates sound like this makes it even weirder and more mysterious. Yeah. You know, like it's cause there's still doing note. something off the wall. Right. And so, but all of a sudden Travis, like what, what the hell's going on? Cause now all the, like the sound is a, it sounds widening up as he says, and they're wondering what the fuck this, this fucking sound is. And they look up and there's a fucking whirly bird. There's a helicopter up there. And Thomas is, is pissed off. He's like, what the hell? And he walks over, gets some binoculars. And this helicopter, this is like, this scene was a little too long. Like they could have cut this by like a minute and a half. But um, the helicopter has no visible writing on there. It has like red stripes on there, but not in a... As they confirm, it's not, not a beer a, form. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, it says like "Hooray, beer!" up there. I mean, <laughs> I don't drink as a practicing Mormon. I mean, if you guys want to do that, it's like I guess you know I don't have a PhD, so I can't drink on the fucking yeah. ranch or something. But don't ask you know, so. me. <laughs> but uh, but the long story short, everyone is getting binoculars out and looking at this thing. It is hovering there for a while, and then it peels off. What they can see, and you can see it with the naked eye on the on you know their camera shot too, is it has one of the big uh, like a traffic copter uh, dome camera on the bottom so it's you know a camera that can go kind of 360 to look at freeway traffic or just whatever's on the ground below, right so uh, the uh, Eric has the smart idea to go check if it has a transponder on uh, a transponder is what lets air traffic control and like the military and stuff like that um, know what your uh, your aircraft's, you know, fucking whatever the numbers that, you know, their call numbers or whatever they have that's unique to the plane. Um, and, uh, uh, Dragon says, you know, I don't know, I don't know who this is or what they're doing here, but they're not supposed to be here. So meaning they they should be knowing, uh, if anyone is flying, like a plane flying overhead over Skinwalker Ranch, who cares? Because that thing's a mile up in the air or more, right? So, um uh, or God, even more than that. Sorry. But, uh, that thing's, you know, fucking tens of thousands of feet up in the air. And the air traffic control knows that, right? Whereas this is a helicopter flying, I think Travis says, not 500 feet above the ridge of the Mesa there. Um, so flying low, hovering, and clearly looking at them and the ranch, right? So um, Travis says, uh, you know, they should by law be transponding. you know. as a What do we got, Eric? And Eric just says, nothing at all. Like he just went and checked. He comes out of command center. Uh, they, this, this, this aircraft did not have a transponder on and, uh, talking head Travis comes on and he's like, now I'm wondering if this helicopter's evidence that we're being watched, someone's checking out what we're doing. And at the, the end of this episode, you know, they're, they're, uh, on the next episode, they're back at Brandon Fugles, uh, you know, high rise where, the, where it all started. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently Travis was like contacted by people after this in the the intelligence agencies and stuff too so hopefully this actually goes somewhere I don't think I don't don't think they're faking this but this also just could have been some fucking uh, rich guy or maybe not rich guy that just rented a helicopter and wanted to fucking see Skinwalker Ranch without anyone knowing to right so it's a very well known location has a lot of interest in it Um, this is where Brandon goes in the whole Bigelow thing again it's exactly the same clips as before nothing new here Um, there's a weird out of the blue, episode seven of eight. There is now at every commercial bl- break a "coming up on Secret of Skinwalker." <laughs> <laughs> uh, very strange. Uh, it kind of reeks that maybe they didn't have that much content for this episode. But, um, but they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're really trying to play the drama up on this episode. When when Linda Moulton Howe is on the screen. The editing is just fucking like ghost adventures dramatic it's just fucking yeah, she's here. like just dramatic fucking music and smash cutting and close-ups and things like that so um the next day is the cold open from episode one uh it it does on the screen we see the the um the motorhome there and it's travis taylor's trailer and i said say that five times fast <laughs> 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 but uh travis runs out uh to the dead cow so they at least cut a lot of the the drama from the cold open he's there in a, you know 10 seconds or so um and he says that same thing he's like he's like man it's hard to kill a cow and, I, and there's no animal tracks no cat tracks uh tom confirms he's like i, I saw her this morning but she was alive uh thomas says uh, he's like we've gone what three years without an incident with the animals here and now the alpacas are attacked, and, and a cow is dead, and uh, Thomas is re- Thomas really just manages the shit out of Tom and Candace here. He's just he's like, all right, you guys go to that gate, you close that one up. you go get a head count of the cows over here. I was like, oh, like because Tom seems kind of like a not mild manner, but he seems like kind of a I don't know, not a I don't want to say a beta or anything. <laughs> but I'm like, but then this this really showed that he knows, uh, he knows his ranch handling. Uh, I yeah know, we'll say. So
1: his hand job. Um, yes. But um oh, you know what I just checked uh John's shirt and it's uh in process. Wonderful. Because I just did it right
0: now. <laughs> oh, okay. I just checked <laughs> on that <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> uh Caleb, the uh the hunky redhead uh uh you know, Bryant's Bryant uh dragon, uh his um I, I can never remember Dragon's last name, but it's always you know Brian quote.
1: It's a blot.
0: <laughs> is what? Blink. <laughs> uh up. but uh Caleb is his right-hand guy on the security team and uh he he basically says all right everyone get the fuck out of here we got to treat this like a crime scene we don't want to uh contaminate the evidence or anything like that uh I think he's really just getting everyone away cuz he has a little uh, necrophiliac uh, beast <laughs> you know don't don't kink shame Caleb there but <laughs> uh Travis is, of course, stoked. He's like, he's like I, I was so proud of Caleb for acting like he was acting like a police detective over there. <laughs> and it shows Caleb, like, cordoning off things and whatever, too. It's kind of funny. But, uh, I mean, thankfully, it's not brutal. But it is striking to see a big dead cow. And they're constantly closing up on, like, the eye, getting fucking flies in it and shit like that, too. So. Mm-hmm. And it gets much more brutal later. So, um, Thomas's phone is going nuts. Caleb's phone is going nuts all of a sudden. Uh, cause Caleb's taking pictures of the body and then they're, you know, a couple dozen feet away, uh, with their own phone and, you know, dragons like, yeah, it's going vibrate to mute, vibrate to mute like crazy. And it is, it is nuts that both of their phones are going off. They immediately get out the trifield meter, which is smart, uh, multiple, like, uh, uh, Dr. Sagala has a spectrum analyzer. Um, Travis has got the trifield meter. I think Eric has one. Trifield meters going fucking nuts. This is like a ghost hunters wet dream. Like it's not just spiking and then going away. It's like spiking and getting higher and higher and higher and then like staying there. So, Mm -hmm. um, and they are, they're putting it all around the dead calf and it seems to localize around the dead calf and gets weaker when they walk away. So, uh, Travis, another excellent, uh, home microwave analogy here. He says, now the microwave signals we measured were as many as 20 milliwatts per meter squared. Now, when I take the same meter and put it in front of a microwave popping popcorn, it only reads around two milliwatts per meter squared. So, this would be like me being inside the microwave with the meter. So, <laughs> uh, literally, literally. and so thankfully, in a little bit, they're like, let's all get the fuck out of here because we don't know if this is safe. But yeah. uh, Dr. Segal is checking the cow with the spectrum analyzer. And <laughs> it is funny because he's like, uh, it spikes, uh, especially around the lower quarters here. <laughs> <coughs>
1: Yeah, kind of uh, annoying to share it.
0: <laughs> but uh but travis explains uh, oh. that uh all the frequencies on this spectrum analyzer they're all up and he and he says No, that's impossible mankind does not know how to do that like they don't know how to turn on a bunch of machines together and make all of those type <laughs> of frequencies on the spectrum work perfectly like at the same time right so he's like we got to get out of here guys um and thomas points out which is i mean it's kind of true he's like we're uh, quickly losing places that are safe to go on this ranch, you know? So it's like every every chunk of the ranch is having these intense microwave radiation events, you know? So yeah. um,
1: uh, side note, I just looking through here on, on the uh, company that makes all our shit. Yes. We can okay. make license plate holders and I was thinking we can make ones that say I'd rather be probing.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh Oh, Tom and Candice are out doing a head count of the cows. Um, They find, uh, thankfully, skipping... This is a very boring sequence. It's like three minutes long where they're counting cows. Um, They are... uh, They they luckily count 41 cows in total. Uh, The the dead one was the 42nd cow. So thankfully, all the other cows seem to be okay. But they are uh, uh, grouped together in a very strange portion of the ranch that they never go to, right? So, they're wondering. They're like, there's shade and food everywhere else. This is very far away. And they show a map later on that shows where the dead cow is and where these cows went to. So, um, they made a point to go all the way the fuck over here for some reason, right? So, uh, Thomas is like, yeah, it makes me wonder if there's a connection here, you know, between the dead cow and the rest of them. Uh, (coughs) Travis uh, points out, he's like, now animals react differently than humans to radiation. I've seen experiments where insects detect radiation and move a safe distance away. I believe the cows here could have a similar capability, which interested, you know, could I, I wouldn't put it past them because animals in general, uh, can see and hear things that we cannot. So, and feel things. So, uh, we get another weird coming up, uh, uh, segment where they're just fucking fully gutting open this cow on this coming up segment here. I was like, holy shit. I was not prepared for that. Uh, a little bit of, shock and awe wiener schnitzel stuff as the nazis once did and steve said so um, uh sorry i coughed and turned off my mic (laughs) oh it's fine Uh, you're on mute um travis is on the screen he's like now cows die of natural causes all the time but they aren't dying all the time with strong electromagnetic fields around them which excellent point right uh they have a vet show up and um vet kind of gave me vibes of uh From uh, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the 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 waitress's uh, boyfriend that you know he's with the French, right. or the chick that's obsessed with France and whatever goes right. On right. Uh, but this guy has like the full big like overall kind of waiting, um, like you know, like river waiting kind of overall kind of thing going on, and you see why because he just he just immediately starts, like, vivisecting the living shit out of this cow. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's asked, they, they greet each other, ask a few questions, he's like, alright, here, help me turn it over, and he just fucking knifing this fucking thing down the center. Um, he does notice that blood is coming out of the nostril, which is, like, the first thing that we haven't really, you know, noticed with our untrained non-fet eyes yet, because otherwise yeah. the cow looked pretty normal. It didn't look like there was any, you know, as Travis was saying, no, no fucking animal, you know, uh, attack evidence or things like that, no tracks. Um, and the vet is saying to him, "He's like, if y'all got a pair of uh, tree loppers, eh, <laughs> mine." And Candace is like, "Tree loppers?" And Tom's okay. like, "Oh, I got Cindy, <laughs> her husband's like, "I have some." Uh, he goes to get them, but they both like, you can tell they like think that that's a pretty fucked up. Like, they don't want to know what he's going. They know what he's going to do with it, but they don't want to think about it. You right. know. Um, and so, uh, he's just fucking. I mean, it's gross. Like he's fucking, you know, crunching through the rib cage with the tree loppers and opening this thing up, because the whole point he's he's trying to get to the heart and the lungs and check uh, what's going on with those organs specifically. Thomas makes a good point. He's like, he's like this vet. Uh, it, it, sorry, he's like classic cattle mutilations are known to have been reported where witnesses see the animal alive and then 20 minutes later, it is mutilated and you know the jaw that the wounds are cauterized the eyeball is taken out the ear is taken out like all and, and like that like in 20 minutes or less uh or your pizza is free no but 20 minutes yeah. or less the a, a huge full-grown cow let alone a two-year-old one can somehow be mutilated with no blood no anything and he's like he's like this vet you know it's taking quite a while longer than that i'm you know i'm guessing it's probably over the course of an hour or two or something And the vet has help, right? And so it's like, I thought that was a really interesting point where it's like, clearly, you know, because people people are like, oh, those cattle mutilations are just people out there, you know? And it's like, well, how is a human being, even with the best fucking tools, uh, even with 10 people going to go out there and do something that fast, right? And let alone, nobody even knows how, what kind of tools you would need to do those kinds of things to and drain them and all that shit. So, um, Also simply that he's like, this is just Thomas is like, this is just intensely bloody and messy. Like there's fucking blood and crap all over the ground. (laughs) He's like mutilations (laughs) are super clean. That's like one of their (laughs) signature features. So, uh, he makes it to the lungs and blood and the, the cause of, I didn't catch up. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Full of the stuff. Uh, uh, he says he says it's very possible that this was stress induced because stress can lower in cows. Like stress can lower the immune system a lot of cows already have pneumonia, you know, fucking bacteria or whatever. Something going on. Yeah. Already in <clears> them. <throat> but so their immune system lowers enough when they're stressed out and the pneumonia sets in and will kill, you know, potentially kill the the cow. Right. So uh, he confirms that the lungs are full of, you know, fucking pus and whatever. Um, and that's the, but other than that, he says no other cause of death is visible. He says the heart is fine. <laughs> There's a lot of black pooling around the heart, but that's just blood that's now pooling in there and hours old. Um, and the crew is wondering like, oh, was it the predators that attacked the alpacas that stressed them out or something too? Right. And then allowed the pneumonia to set in for a few days or a week or two after that. Cause I think that was end of July and now they're mid August on this episode. So, um, Travis comes on again. He says the animals are, attu- are attuned to their senses a little more than humans are. And it's possible that when this cow was being exposed to microwave, that it was, it was really feeling it. And this cow must have not moved to, to safety in time. So, which, I mean, that's an interesting theory too, right? Like some sort of, uh, as, as they double confirm later, like there has been beams coming up from the ground or down from the sky that they saw on infrared cameras and then they cut back to episode two, I think, when they're looking at the the beams coming off the mesa and everything. Um, but uh, so the other cows might have felt this, but maybe this one got, got hit, right? So uh, the vet pieces out, his work is done. Um, they end up putting a fence around the, uh, body so that, you know, predators and scavengers don't attack it. Um, they're at the command center that night. Dragon and Eric just debrief Brandon, uh, about the whole situation. Uh, this is a little too long too. I don't know why they could, they could have cut this up to get to Brandon saying, you know, there's, there's something obviously more at work here. And I want to get to the bottom of this. And I believe we will, I'm going to drop everything and come out there myself. I have an expert in this field. And uh, she has better knowledge than anyone when it comes to cattle mutilations. And I was like, "Oh, here it comes." Yeah. Uh, next segment: Brandon driving to the ranch. I think this is the first time we've seen him drive to the ranch. He's usually helicoptering in, but he's yeah. he's in a Porsche uh, Cheyenne or a Cayenne, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, the SUV, and, right? Yes, it's the SUV yeah. Porsche. Yeah. And uh, love that Joker. Linda Malenhow is is getting out of the passenger seat now. Brandon. Is in, like, <laughs> he kind of looks like, uh, it looks like he and Linda, like, came from a love motel, because he's, like, a little flushed and sweaty, and he's got an open-throated, like, collar shirt now. There's no tie, but he's got his blazer or something, too, you know, but uh, I think, I don't know, uh, he is a religious man, so maybe not, but uh, looks like they porked. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh Brandon goes through her accolade they're showing you know the old images of her documentaries and her her big um journalist stories and things like that uh and I have to I, I always forget to. she was either nominated or won an academy award for her fucking documentary academy
1: documentary. I thought it was or something World else something so
0: yeah Linda Moulton how <laughs> academy award let's see um uh, Damn it! I just dropped a disc. Oh boy! Uh, a strange harvest was the documentary, um, and that was 1980. So back in the, back in the dizzy, and uh, well, the awards page has nothing on it on IMDb, but that doesn't mean anything. Anyway, um, I've heard her say that on like I think I think she like always jokes that she lost out to some other documentary that was also very, po- I think it was like the Jane Woodall apes documentary or some shit that year. So anyway, um, a lot of accolades for her work, uh, which just makes her seem like more of a psycho that she looks the way she does now. So, um, there is no Travis to fucking greet her, which is, v- I found very strange. Like there is no shared, uh, airtime between Travis and her until the very end of the episode when they're back in the command center. Like, I don't know why they decided to not have Travis go out with them to the body with Linda. It's very regional
1: weird. Emmy award winning. Oh, oh Emmy! The fuck is, but it's regional. Well, <sighs> or maybe that just means U.S. America
0: is a region. Um, yeah, I don't think there's international Emmys either way. That's weird. Um, but uh, Eric walks out and he's like, uh, "They're like, what do you have for Linda here?" You know, and Eric comes out and he's like, uh, "There's some footage I'd like to show you." <laughs> <laughs> <And> Eric <laughs> Eric can come off as very creepy because he's just a very mousy little, uh, very serious man. So, um, but there's there's a desperation and a, and a sweaty brow that's always uh, on his face. But uh, Brandon goes uh, and after he's like, there's some footage I like to show. He goes, oh, "Great, great." <laughs> it's very awkward. He's <laughs> like, no, "Linda, uh, what would you suggest we do next?" And uh, Linda's like, "I would like to look at that cow first thing." And so they split up. Thomas, Candace, Tom, and Linda head out to the rotting cow. And Brandon goes in, apparently with, with Travis, unbeknownst to us, to watch the footage with Eric and Dragon. Uh, Linda explains here, which I, this was interesting too. This was, this I guess was worth the price of admission in terms of understanding this uh, specific factoid about mutilations. Uh, she goes, if it had been a classic cattle mutilation, You would look at the sky-facing head. So uh, that's the term I didn't know. Uh, The sky-facing...
1: Head-facing sky.
0: Yes, like the sky-facing ear, the sky-facing eye. Those would be gone. There would be usually a perfect circle carved kind of around the eye socket too. The jaw would usually be removed and placed in front. Um, And it's interesting because I don't know if it's not the case at all, but she was saying that generally it's only the sky-facing features that... Are removed. So if you lift up the cow's head, the 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 eye that's facing the ground and the ear that's facing the ground was usually untouched, which I found pretty fascinating. I did not know that at all about uh, the kind of trends of mutilation. Yeah, what's gone? But the sky
1: facing that. So we're saying that's what gets ripped.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: But that makes sense though too, because <laughs> that's what the birds. Oh, wait,
0: what did you say? What if it rips? It's the. Best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, What if it's ripped by quarterly (laughs) 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 All things to do, just in case. Um, What's it called? But yeah, I mean, I guess sky-facing makes sense, though, too, because that's where the crows and vultures are. True.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: That will pick away. or I mean, it's what's exposed to the elements where something's going to come by and scavenge
0: it. For sure. Um, Except that uh, scavengers don't... Scavenge with laser precision,
1: right? Well, off. I'm not saying the laser precision, but they go after the soft meats, sure, right? Like that eyeball is going to be easy to puck.
0: Yes, that they pop. would go through that first, and then I'm sure the very small, like ants and things like that, would, would obviously make it their way to uh, um, oh, yeah, the, other the one ground one
1: Well, again, yeah, classic animal fact is that most things will eat the eyes and the butthole first because mm. uh, yeah. that is the gateway yes. to the rest of the meat, to the soul. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, that's the softest enter points.
0: Exactly, yes. Entry uh, points, sorry. Shall we say uh sockets? <laughs> shall uh, we
1: say <laughs> uh, cheers, Jubilee.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, can I uh enter your poop socket first? Softest
1: window. <laughs> oh, oh is that uh, the August edition of <laughs> yeah. What the Rings? Mm-hmm.
0: No, that's the that's the final one in my collection. <laughs> there
1: it is. <laughs> Off the
0: cape and cow collectibles I go.
1: <laughs> I'm going to gash this one in for a big box.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna gash this in. <laughs> uh, so still no Travis and Linda on the fucking screen together, which I'm just like, guys, this is a fucking uh this is a cameo within a cameo of ancient astronaut theorists on this fucking show, right? Like how do you not have them together more? So to me, it was probably just a scheduling thing. Like maybe Travis didn't show up this day until later on or something and it was a fluke. But uh, I just found it nuts that Thomas was the one, nothing against Thomas, but he was the one leading the conversation with Linda to the point where he's like, now, nah, Linda, I, let's go over here. Let's get out of the stink and into the shade and let's go talk. I'd love to hear more of your thoughts. And he's like almost doing the like hand on the small of the back thing. He, he, right. he, he, uh, 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 stays himself, thankfully, but uh, Linda is very litigious from what I hear. No, but uh, oh, yes. uh, we get a talking head. Love that Joker. Linda. She says, this is a very strange place. You know, this was a healthy two year old cow. What happened to this two year old? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is again, other than like maybe the sky facing thing, which I probably could have seen in a billion other, you know, pieces of content from her, but uh, this is very pointless. Like it's cool that she's a little guest star I'm I'm glad of the you know the whole concept of hey let's get the cattle mutilation expert on here but this reeks more of the producers at Prometheus suggesting this you know just because they already have the contacts and it's for <laughs> her to get but I would love that secretly Travis does not want to spend any time with her for some reason I don't think <laughs> that's the case though I'm sure it was just some mundane scheduling thing but um uh oh she also says uh, she's like when was the last time there was a mutilation Thomas is like yeah it's been like more than 10 years and she's like oh you might be starting a new cycle it's like okay like what does that mean like they don't, right. they don't go into that anymore what, what the, the yeah,
1: what's the sacred number and yeah. yeah what is this loop
0: right because uh and, and starting a new cycle I mean I get it she probably means by stirring everything up but it hasn't been 10 years since anyone has been stirring things up on the ranch like thomas himself was injured uh you know that original injury like three years before the show started i think with the the scalp separation injury Mm -hmm. by digging and trying to experiment and do things too so uh why didn't the cycle start back then you know so um the next segment is um she confirms which is cool that her biggest uh piece of equipment she uses other than the camera is she would bring trifield meters and she does she says yes we would occasionally get spikes next to the carcass on the trifield meter uh and she says that like the cia the military the nsa all those people they when they cuz she's been on those investigations with those representatives there as well on site they're also using uh trifield meters to te- detect uh, electromagnetic field spikes so they know that it's one of the most important Pieces of devices, i uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> devices to have around, which is really interesting. It's like, why, why would, why would these dead cows uh, have large or even any electromagnetic spike, especially when they are in rural areas, 95% of the time where there are no wires anywhere? There's no, and even if there's telephone wires, those things don't register on the spike because you're fucking, you know, 50, 60, 70 feet below those things. Even if mm-hmm. you're right under it, you're not going to fucking detect anything unless you're literally next to a fucking generator or something. Right. So, um, Thomas wants to show her his pretty little alpacas. He brings her over there. Tons of dramatic sound effects and clothes It's like, it's like they're trying to up the tension when there really is no tension here yeah it's
1: like cool she's here that doesn't mean anything's gonna happen right. she's not like a medium or something that's exactly. like oh i'm gonna channel and summon it's like exactly. no nope, she's some reporter
0: i uh it's it's telling me that it really wants to eat more grass
1: <laughs>
0: is do you is, there, is there, are there cows that eat grass around here <laughs> uh yes linda you fucking moron
1: Oh, my God. This is wild. It has a second stomach.
0: Oh, my God. Did you guys know? I mean, how could I have known that?
1: Without it's pretty fucked up.
0: Mentally talking to the cow. <laughs> um, uh, this cow wants to say something to your grandma, Moo. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did you bring my grandma? It? She has nothing yeah. to do with this. <laughs>
1: how do you know her name? <laughs> Moo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, it, it so it it cuts back now to uh, you know, the whole alpaca incident, and it's you know showing mostly showing Candace, which is kind of sad. Like she's clearly fucked up about seeing the you know seeing and hearing the violent noises on the the surveillance camera that they have of the alpaca getting attacked by some sort of dog like creature, and uh, it 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 shows Dragon's line again when he's like, "Yeah, I'm glad it just didn't turn on you guys." Yeah. <laughs> like it's such a weird delivery, and it's like he delivers it. If it was in a movie, like almost as if he had trained an animal to attack them and it didn't like, he had a sinister plan to like kill Thomas and Candace. Yeah. It's like a a weird hollow threat. Like, (laughs) I'm glad it didn't kill you. That's the perfect term. Yeah. yeah, Like a hollow threat. Yeah. It's like, he has a sinister plan and it's like, I'm so glad it didn't turn on you guys. And then secretly he's all pissed off when he turns back away from them or something. Right. Um, this is where she brings up infrasound, so that was interesting again too. Um, and she asked, she asked a good question. She goes, "Has anything been caught on infrared video here, like a beam, an orb, or possibly a silhouette? You know, like which I mean, that would be rad if we could find evidence of like a thermal camera and seeing like there's nobody there, but then all of a sudden a humanoid shape is somehow doing something to the cow, right? So." Um, they, uh, they confirm the, the you know the fucking beams they've seen on the mesa back in episode 2 or whatever that was and it's this I was like cracking up because they cut to her face when they say you know Seagal is like oh we yeah we've seen beams you know coming out of the mesa over there and, da, 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 and they, they show the old footage it cuts back to her and they have the dun, 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 you know the fucking dramatic music going on the look on her face of like horrific revelation it looks like she's like about to face her own death in a B movie or something and like mm-hmm. she's just like oh like, what the <laughs> fuck is she doing? Like, almost as bad as the what is it, uh, trolls two or whatever, troll two with the guy, right, right? Oh my god, oh they're my eating god. her, yeah,
1: then they're gonna eat me. Uh, oh my uh, god, god.
0: <laughs> it was like that where I was like, this is like a fucking joke, but um, she then like, she like passive aggressively is like, she's like, now because the alpacas have been moved to a very tight bait pen now with very high fences, so. Uh, which Candace and Tom think is much safer, obviously, than the just regular kind of ranch, you know, four foot high fence kind of thing. And um, uh, she's like, now when you put them into this, you know, safer pen, did you think they were going to be safer? Or... And they're like, well, yeah, I mean, nothing can get in here without us knowing. And she's like, things could be coming from the sky. And I almost want to do the choo-choo kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, more dramatic editing. There, It's like, it's almost like they were trying to catch tom and candace going like oh fuck we didn't think about that but they're just like nodding and going like okay like fine so shitty commercial cut here we get the last little segment here which is they're all now in command center and finally we get travis sharing screen time with uh with linda here i don't think they talk that travis talks to her once (laughs) on screen again going to my little pet theory that he secretly fucking hates her or something like that but right um yeah we both uh we both uh, cheated on our wives with the same chick at Contact in the Desert pissed me off ever since, you know, because I had her sloppy seconds. It was disgusting. Um, there, there was like there was like three pounds of lipstick on uh, that lady's crotch.
1: Wow, wow, I'll tell you, shit.
0: I mean, she that lady at least, you know, she had she had all the missing uh, issues of bi quarterly, quarterly. <laughs> 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 that uh, I need to complete my collection off to Cape and Cow and Black Hole by a uh, company disc golf <laughs> shop. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, yeah, they're in the command center. They've clearly watched the footage that we're about to see here multiple times while they were uh, with the dead cow and the alpacas. Um, Eric is showing uh, what it's cool. You have a very wide, clean shot of the cow. No um, uh, interference or electrical malfunctions this time. The cow is laying down. It looks like it's, I don't know, uh, 100, 200 feet away from the camera. Kind of on the right side of the screen. It's under a line of trees in the shade, where they where they ended up fi- finding it dead. So it's like it's kind of sad and creepy from that standpoint. Knowing this cow's going to be dead in like thirty seconds after this fucking video airs or, or you know right. But um, and uh, Eric is like, all right. He's like, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna slow this down like frame by frame. And you see, so you start seeing the cow the first few seconds, kind of like trying to lift up its its uh chest and and head, like almost like it's going to try to get up. <laughs> Um, and as soon as it's at peak, like looking up, um, they pause and Eric's like, what I want to show you guys is this. And literally you could take a fucking plumb bob or a ruler and directly above the cow is a, is a tiny, uh, cylindrical object in the sky above the tree. And, Mm -hmm. and they, and he goes frame by frame. So in one frame, this thing looks like it travels hundreds or thousands of feet across the sky because it's way over uh kind of on the side where you can see the you know home the homestead or whatever the fucking little house that's there right so moving very quickly and then it's out of frame so within three frames it's in frame and out of frame over a very large span of sky so uh, and brandon is all fucking charged up he's like that cow reacted the Ooh. moment that object appeared above that cow. That cow was reacting. He's like standing up over the table and pointing at Travis and stuff like that. But I mean, it is fucking crazy. Like the cow is looking up the second this thing is up there, you know, above the fucking tree line. You know, as right. as if it literally just went like. I mean, the cow didn't look like it was feeling great beforehand, but and I didn't like that they didn't confirm how many minutes or hours this was before the cow died. Um, this also could have been a week before the cow died because they never made it clear how quickly the pneumonia could affect the cow. They didn't say right. it was a matter of hours, days or weeks. Like I wasn't sure. So, um, but anyway, this is still a really like for a, for a, an episode where not a lot happens. It's just it's kind of a lot of talking about the same thing and asking the same questions. Uh, at least this evidence to me was worth the price of admission, right? Um, yeah yeah yeah.
1: Just drawn out, but at least it's something crazy that happened on site.
0: There's there's payoff at least, right? Yeah. So again, that that is the key to this show being uh at least more entertaining than Ancient Aliens. It's a different obviously, yeah. it's a different, you know, Ancient Aliens is an info dump show, right? It's it's a, yeah. it's a it's a a miniature dissertation every episode where they're trying to prove something with like five supporting kind of facts, right? But uh but still the The pacing of this show, while it can be a little slow in these last couple episodes, it's always, at least it's not for nothing, right? I haven't left any of these episodes going like, what the fuck was the point of that? Which is how I also leave most Ghost Adventures episodes now in the last, like, five to seven seasons Mm -hmm. of the show, you know? It's, like, very inconsistent, so. Um, uh, Travis, you know, they're kind of ending these episodes with, like, a talking head montage of all the guys, and they're all kind of saying the same thing, but Travis is kind of sums it up he's like now this could be the start of an eye-opening experience in an experiment now we might find something here that's far deeper than we think um and they're all kind of saying the same like no oh, this is a game-changing event for us and whatever so um the next episode is revelation so that's the season finale yes. of the secret of skinwalker ranch it looks looks like it should be pretty interesting so mm-hmm. uh it looks like it looks like i'm, I'm not sure how much ranch time they're going to have left but uh Seems like a lot of it is going to be kind of a debrief session at Brandon's uh, office with his, co- you know, at his conference table and stuff. So that should be pretty interesting. Also, crazy too that like they're still treating Jim Morse, the Metaverse guy, like the ranch manager, as if he's part of the crew. There's probably been seven minutes of screen time of him the entire season so far, mm-hmm. you know. So, and he's back at the fucking session at the uh, on the next episode. So, um. Get him the fuck out of there. I say he has not earned it. But maybe he, maybe he, well, he doesn't own the ranch, but if he's managing the ranch, I don't know. You think he'd be, I think Thomas is the real manager of the ranch. He's actually, Jim. right, right. Yeah, the uh, true hand. Jim seems like uh, the foreman. So he's the hand of the gym, like Game of Thrones, hand of the king. Um, yes, next episode, uh, we might. It's we might have to you might have to wait (laughs) because I'm going to be out of town until next Thursday. So unfortunately, we'll probably have um, a Patreon peak. So for our for our, uh, you know, 30 or so patrons out there. Sorry about that. You're going to have a maybe redundant episode. Um, But uh, uh, we will be back in two weeks with the season finale of Hungry for Skinwalker Ranch. And until then, make sure and head over to that Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash probing aliens for exclusive podcast every month uh head over to hole supply company.com for probing ancient aliens merch disc golf disc disc golf apparel as well um make sure and follow us on Twitter. hungry for skinwalker range merch too oh that's right yes of course now new merch for the show uh for this show um uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at probing aliens. Follow us on Instagram at probing ancient aliens. As I mentioned before, follow on follow us on Instagram at putfuckers. That's p u t t f u c k e r s. And on TikTok, uh, which is putfuckers. It's p u t t f c k r s. So no vowels in fuckers. Uh, other than that, uh, oh Twitch.tv/slash probing ancient aliens. Usually, but that won't be for two weeks as well. Sorry about that. Bye. Um, bye. <laughs> uh, wait, where is it? That is a thing. There's a thing. Oh, and mm-hmm. thank you, Sir Debbingsley, of course, for the new theme for the show. Oh, we're falling into the abyss of Linda's uh, lipstick cabinet. Uh...
1: Bacon canyons.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's got she's got ones that you can probably drive a full size mule for, not just a little a little burro. Oh yeah. Oh, there's some Death Valley action for sure. Yes. I'm very drunk. Alright. Okay. Bye. bye. bye.